Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. We are, and we're excited to bring to you a different type of a show. We do this once in a while uh, where we kind of go through some headlines. We talk about some things. We tell stories, our own stories, uh, other people's stories, other people's ideas. We have some really interesting topics to talk about. Uh, Here with my co-host, my best friend, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Trumpets, celebrations, cheers are all around. This is our 200th episode. Amazing. My friend Barry Johnston. Amazing. I'm giving, I'm giving ourselves for, uh, a hand. I'm giving ourselves a hand. All right, I, I'm giving you a hand. I'm giving you a hand. And uh, thank you. You're all welcome. right. That's enough um, in the self-congratulatory handing. Uh, uh, Handies. Uh, clapping, Handies. Clapping. Clapping. We're not in the same place, so it can't be that. But uh, thank you for introducing me and thank me for making it weird. That's what it's all about here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Sometimes it gets 200 weird. Episodes. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, usually it's me stumbling around. I take it. That's part of my job, part of my charm. Yeah, um, 200, 200th episode. You'd think we'd be better at this by now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but <you> really would. <laughs> but, uh, no. but we're just here talking, uh, talking a bunch of stuff. That's right. So, uh, you know, Bear, I uh, I got another uh, story to share from oh, my cool. life. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, you know, not all of my stories, um, or you know, are are sucky. Like <laughs> that's like, that. <laughs> like for the hit and run, and there are good days. And the, uh, yes, and, yes, and the, and the whole. Uh, uh, debacle with my two sprites yes um yes. <laughs> there are good things that happen to me and uh i want to share one of those the other day i was um it was my day off and i was going out to my car gonna run some errands and i heard um from the brush an overgrowth next to my car i had just heard this little like chirping sound and i'm like huh I wonder if that is a bird or maybe it's a cat. Uh huh. And so I listened again and I heard it again. So I, I, I meowed because I thought, okay, I got the cat. And so I meowed and I meowed and it's a tiny little sound and starts. I hear the, the leaves in the undergrowth start rustling a little bit and then. Out from the rustling area comes this tiny, tiny red and uh, black kitten. Aww. And just with little gray eyes, and it's just tiny. And so it fit in my hand, aid. It was like the size, maybe like smaller than a, a can of Coke. Oh, my gosh. You know? yeah, yeah, just a yeah. baby. 
baby, baby, baby. So I picked up this little baby, and um, you know she was she wasn't scared of me. She was climbing around, and nice. But she wasn't scared of me. She didn't pee or poop on me, which you know often yep. little ones do when they're scared. But she was she was fine, and and uh, so I was like, oh, I love you, you know, because immediately, <laughs> yeah, I got to do something now because I yeah. love you. Yeah, you're so, invested. And um and I want to I want all the kitties in the world anyway because yeah. kitties are cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, well, I can't keep her. You know, I I was like, what do I do? What do I do with this little this precious little yes. thing? Yes. And uh, I was like, I can't I can't keep her because I don't really have room, and I have two cats already. Yeah. And one of them, Heidi, um, she would be okay with it. Um. She probably, because she's really easygoing for the most part, um, you know, and she's already dealt, she already broke one kitten in, and that was Minya, and Minya was a handful, uh, but Minya is still a handful, and Minya would not allow me to have yeah. another cat in yeah. this house. So Sure. So just, you know, unfortunately, I knew that I couldn't do that, and I'm like, well, do I take her to a vet, mm-hmm. uh, or do I just... You know, release her back into the the wild. Yes, yes. So I was like, okay, all right. Well, I'll just I'll put her back, and you know, I'll just keep an eye out on her. You know. Yeah. And so I put her back out, and she crawled away. And so I got in my car, and I'm you know sitting down, and I'm like putting everything where it needs to be. You know, yep. like getting my, my wallet, yeah, and phone up on the yep. thing, yep. And charger, and all hooked up. And I hear the little cheapy meow again. <sighs> God dang it. <coughs> Excuse me. Dang it. All right. So I hop out and I meow again. And she comes right back out to me. And so I'm all right. Come on, little one. I'm taking you to the vet. So I scooped her up and uh, drove down to the vet. And I handed her over. I was like, I just found this one little kitty. You know, I told him everything. And um, the girl who was the receptionist, young woman, I should say, I, you know, we're Midwestern. We say guys and gals. But um, she handed it off to a nurse and the nurse took a little kitty into the back, a little girl kitty to the back, checked her out. And she came back. She said she is uh, she's perfectly 100 percent healthy. Uh, she's barely a pound. Oh, wow. And, uh, she's probably about two weeks old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so she, like, she, she got to be bottle fed, I'm sure. Prob- probably. Yeah. I don't know. But they're like, so what do you want to do with her? It's like, I want to keep, I want to keep her, but I can't. Yeah. And, you know, I explained, I was like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so. I think I think I was able to talk the uh, the, the receptionist to uh, take her to home. To take her, that's yeah. good. That's I think great. I talked to her into. I was like, you know, that's so awesome. Like, you know, you want to take her. She's yeah. look at her, how adorable she is. Yeah, and, you know, she'll she'll be happy with you. It's come home. I don't know. She's going to go home. You know, all this. Yeah, stuff. of course. So I think a sweet talked her into uh, into taking the little kitty. So. That's awesome, man. That's great. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, it's tough to see animals struggle, especially babies, you know? Yeah. That's tough. And uh, luckily she found you, and, and you made you made a, a good, positive, uh, you know, uh, impact on her life and, and gave her a, a home, or at least a home until she gets a home, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, gave her a, a chance to not be, 
you know, just a feral cat. Yeah. You know, to yeah. have some kind of uh, mm-hmm. protection and, and, and good yeah. life. Yeah. The foster, the fostering, if you guys haven't ever done that, if um, you've thought about it, fostering animals, I highly suggest you do it. We've done it, you know, probably three or four times. And, um, you know, as as much as I don't want to do it, because I'm pretty soft-hearted guy, to be honest yeah. with you. It's hard because yeah. you get attached to these animals, and then you got to mm-hmm. let them go. Mm-hmm. But it's always really enjoyable. Like, we did a litter of puppies a couple of years ago, and, like, uh, this person that got one of the puppies, my son ended up going to school uh, with their kids. And so we were always able to kind of keep up with them and stuff. It's really cool. It's a cool, it's a cool thing to see an animal that didn't have a chance before. You know, have a chance later. So yeah. that's really, really great, man. That's, you know, that's, I think it's what it's all about. We've talked before, man. Animals, if you don't love animals, then I'm sorry, but we probably can't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have compassion for animals and and understand that they're important beings in, in humanity, in our existence, then that's, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one, man. So... That's awesome. We got some great other great stories that uh, yes. that I can't wait to get into, man. Yeah, we've got all sorts of weird, wild, unusual news stories, real news stories from around the world, and uh, from the early part of this year, from January till you know here in June to twenty twenty two. And yeah. a variety of stuff, stuff that we like hearing about. You know, we think that you probably do too. We get some UFOs. We got some interesting true crime and some cryptids and all sorts of interesting things. So, without further ado, let's get on it. First half of twenty, first half of the year twenty twenty two. What are your weird stories? I've got the uh, an article um, from uh, Twitter that uh, somebody had posted about brain activity. The title of the article is Brain Activity of Dying Man Suggests Our Lives Really Do Flash Before Our Eyes As We Die. Neuroscientists recorded the brain of an 87-year-old as he died from a heart attack. It is the first time ever that scientists have recorded the activity of a dying man of a dying man's brain, according to the team. Brain waves at the time of death were similar to those occurring during memory uh, retrieval. This supports the life recall theory that our life flashes before our eyes when we die. I think this subject is something that's fascinating for me for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. People talk about DMT and that that the the uh, DMT floods the brain when you die um, is what the theory is. Um, mm-hmm. It comes from a gland that's like deep within the brain that they think also helps um, with dreaming, and um, it's it's a chemical that that we release in our body. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, I've had a couple of times in my life. I wouldn't say that I thought that I was going to die, but it was uh, it was fairly close. And um, there is something to that. I I remember having that moment where it was like your entire life comes into focus at one time. You know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but that is really interesting that they were able to capture that and 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 compare it to you know how the brain functions in other states. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
The brain's weird. The brain is weird. We know so very little yeah. about it and how it works. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's a fantastic thing, and it's just wild because you know it's the old adage of you know seeing your life flash before your eyes. Yeah. And you know now we're like one step closer to seeing that that you know yes is that an actual real thing and it looks like it. You know, it's weird. Um, I, I listen to a lot of people that have had ayahuasca and DMT. We've had people that have had DMT and ayahuasca on the show before, and they talk about this, like, um, this real sense of leaving your body and going out into the universe and becoming one with whatever creation is. You, you, you're able to see your life, and you're able to disembody your your consciousness from your body and Mm -hmm. and it's it's otherworldly experience and um this life is so weird because the brain i mean we think about it's like it's an organ it's a fucking computer it's an analog computer and it's constantly putting stories together and 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 you know your your video your your like videoing pieces of your life that get played over in in your mind you know and you relive memories you know um you 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 dream um you have uh, connections with people all these all these different types of things that we do with our brains that we we don't even think about because it's just it's who we are you know uh who we are behind our eyes you know mm-hmm. our our experience in this world is very very intriguing and the more we find out about this stuff the more like curious i am to find out you know because everybody wants to know what happens when you die i mean that's the ultimate question you know and we've tried to answer that for as long as human beings have been, you know, or Neanderthal have been, you know, or other creatures have been roaming this planet. Yeah, dude. I mean, wow. (laughs) What is consciousness? You know what I'm saying? It's a big, it's a big thing. And it's a big question. And it's something that, I mean, like you said, man, people have been trying to put their finger on that since the beginning. And that's, why we've developed a lot of our philosophies yeah, right. and theologies. So. Right. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's weird. You know, you think back about on people that like, uh, you know, loved ones that you've lost or friends or whatever. And it's like, all you have are those memories, you know, I'll, I'll like, you don't, you don't have that physical interaction anymore. And so in a lot of ways, um, you know, our memories of, of those people are, uh, we, we try to honor them by the way we, we live our lives. Hopefully, hopefully you're, you're that type of person, but, um, you know, and no, just nobody knows what's, what's the, uh, what's out there. So crazy, man, but uh, cool. Very cool. Very cool article. All right. Let's see what I've got here. <clears throat> uh, this is an ominous one from um, iflscience.com. And this was, um, I think this was in January, but I could be wrong. But um, the subject line is, Japan's killing stone said to contain a chaotic demon for 1,000 years splits in half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Uh-oh. this is from yeah. This is from March, and um, 
so the and I apologize to uh, any uh, Japanese speakers or anyone else who uh, I offend by my attempting to wrap my uh, cowboy tongue around these uh, Japanese words. So um, the ancient legend from Japan of the Shesho of the Seso Siki killing stone is said to have uh, contained a vengeful spirit from outside the world. And it was inside and it split in half that large volcanic, large volcanic rock uh, said to immediately kill anyone who touches it. Mm. Uh, Is that killing stone? Uh, is deeply embedded in Japanese mythology and is said uh, to be transformed. Um, oh, and it is said to be the transformed corpse of the mythological uh, Tomamo no Mei. Tomamo no Mei was supposedly a beautiful woman mm. whose spirit was possessed by the nine-tailed fox or Kitsune, a demon spirit known for trickery uh, and deception and uh, using disguise. And if you know anything about um, Japanese culture, that nine-tailed fox is a big thing in it. That's yeah. their Loki. That's their um, not a devil per se, but you know somebody a trickster yeah. and. Um, uh, you know, it's often disguised as a beautiful woman with nine fox tails, um, known to answer any question asked of her. Uh, Tamamo Tamamo Nome was part of a plot to seduce and kill Emperor Toba, who fell sick as a result. The fox spirit was exposed and hunted by two mythological warriors, and the spirit. Im- Bedded itself into the killing stone as a last resort, uh, which released a poisonous gas that killed anyone who touched it. So apparently, wow. this has been part of the legend yeah. for you know centuries. That's I and, love um, I love that that story. Yeah, this, the 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 rock is supposedly haunted and was registered as a historical local historical site mm. in 1957 until uh, a Buddhist priest performed rituals to finally make the spirit rest. Mm. So that's good. They you know they closed it out, but uh, but still, it's been reported that the rock, the killing stone, has split in two. And there's a picture of it there. Wow. And uh, they say it's probably likely a result of natural erosion. And, uh, you know, according this is volcanic rock, and it's been there for who knows how long. Oh, yeah. And, you know, water and yeah. cold and just, you know, science, nature takes effect. And, um, you know, boom, rock yeah. broke. Hopefully the nine-tailed fox has been cast out. That demon's been cast out and it's not now released upon the world to cause to and wreak destruction and chaos. <laughs> I hope, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I hope they put that to bed. I love Japanese mythology and folklore, yeah. man. I mean, it, yeah. it's just, uh, it's just cool, man. It's cool to listen to, uh, those stories and, um, that that country is so it's interesting because it's like 
the folklore and the mythology is so wrapped into the culture, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's their creation stories. It's, you know, the deities that, um, they believe inhabit the afterlife and those types of things like, uh, you know, um, they, they, they definitely have their own spin on things and it's, Mm -hmm. it's really interesting, man. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a very, uh, Again, you know, I'm not an anthropologist, but from how I understand uh, the Japanese Japanese culture, and, and again, uh, hopefully not meaning to offend anyone, but it seems to, it seems to me that it's a very um, mindful and thoughtful culture as a whole, yeah. where you have a lot of traditions and a lot of ways of doing things. There's an art, an art form. And a correct way of doing virtually everything and, you know, from arranging flowers to using chopsticks to, you know, you know, cutting your fish and food and all of that thing. So, you know, I mean, very disciplined. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a fascinating place. It's always seems beautiful. Um, the, you know, the landscape and the people always seem very nice, even, uh, if they're, you know, ninjas um ninjas probably could be nice um although apparently ninjas they never really existed historically but that's what the ninja wants you to think yeah yeah i i think so, well i'm i'm a i i've said this before on the podcast but japan i've been there two times and it's my favorite country in the world bar none just because it's so different and it the people are so great and the culture is so fantastic. Yeah. You know, as Americanized as we are, we become, we're very progressive people. Um, but you, you, when you step into a, a country like that, their techno- technology is very progressive. But the mindset and the, the discipline, like we just said, is like very ingrained there. It's like, uh, I actually, I, I found it was very similar to how we grew up, you know, mm-hmm. in, 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 in the Bible Belt, as far as like, People just being very, um, you know, uh, quiet to themselves, mm-hmm. um, constantly like evaluating the circumstances, the situations, and like they're, you know, it just it, it was very much that way. Um, and and it, but in a different way also, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't all uh, uh, it wasn't all spiritually based stuff. It's just it's in their culture. And it, I remember one time I had a discussion with a lady that um, she was our translator, and I said because I, I wanted to learn. I said, please tell me if there are things that I do that is not you know appropriate. You know, because they look at things so differently. And I said, she, I was drinking a Coke <laughs> in the lobby of the hotel. And she said, okay, she said, for instance, what you're doing now, my mother would look at and say that that's very disrespectful. To eat or drink in public, you don't do it. Mm. And I was like, oh, really? That's weird. She goes, don't worry, because the younger people don't look at it that way. But the older generations, you know what I mean? They, they, they're very particular about those types of things. And so um, it's just interesting because you, you don't think about that. Here, we do what we want. You know, we, we, we travel to and fro with French fries in our hands and, you know, big gulps. And, uh, and uh, nobody thinks twice about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just cool, man. So, yeah. Yep, and the Japanese are always you give them a lot of credit for always being able to seemingly rebuild overnight 
after any time oh, after yeah. Godzilla or another kaiju. True, man. Comes yes. tearing through. Very um, true. <laughs> that's I love Godzilla and kaiju and uh, those movies and that kind of that genre. So um, I've I've loved Japan for yes. that giving that to the oh, world for man. a long time. So, but yeah, that was an article from iflscience.com by Jack Dunhill. And that was, uh, from March 7th of this year. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm just going to take this uh, time to, to, to do a little report on the, uh, UAP hearings that we had, the con- congressional hearings. Um, you know, it was something I think it's probably one of the bigger stories of, of the year, um, you know, that was in case you guys didn't know in May, um, we had a, a hearing and, you know, basically laid out, you know, more um, proof uh, that weird things exist in the sky and. um you know the the UAP. It's interesting because we learned some things, but then we didn't really learn anything. It was like yeah. the same stuff, you know, kind of hashed out. But basically, they took you know it, it's four hundred declassified sightings uh, that they brought in front of Congress, and um, and you know are basically saying that like we we don't know what the hell is going on. Um, it's not, there's no clear answers, but like we said before, when we talked about this, it was a dog and pony show. It wasn't like, it was a chance for some of our senators and and, uh, and folks to sort of position themselves in a way where they look like they're taking a hard stance on this and we need to find out these things. Um, but at the same time, we're only going to find out what they want us to know. And in fact, uh, one of the head guys that's on the head of the committee, they were, they were questioning him and, uh, he was basically like, you know, we're going to keep a lot of things to ourselves, you know? And, uh, and there's a lot of information that we're not going to let out because if we let that information out, uh, it's going to, you know, maybe cause some issues with, uh, foreign, you know, uh, adversaries and things like that. So Mm -hmm. that's not, that's nothing new. That's where we, that's where we've been for the last 70 years with it, you know? Um, so that part of it's a little bit disheartening, but also at the same time, um, I think the, the thing that does give me hope is the fact that they're at least admitting to, not knowing what the hell these things are. And and after hearing them talk about UAP and, and the reason why they changed the UFO, you know, uh, categorization to the uh, 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 UAP, it's just to, just to broaden the term, really. It's just to it's just to include things that they they can't tell what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? They don't know yeah. what it is, but, uh, but it's a thing in the sky that we don't know what it is. So, um, you know, they're, they're saying that they haven't, they, they, they quote unquote have not, uh, tried to communicate with these life forms, but who believes that? <laughs> who the fuck believes that? Right. I mean, it's, it's, we've talked about it here on the show ad nauseum we are hopeful for disclosure we're 
we find the amount that it has been brought up, I mean, amazing, dumbfounding to a degree. Never thought that there would be any kind of public acknowledgement yeah. of, without saying UFO, a UFO, without saying aliens, you know, an a, 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 a unidentified aerial phenomena. Right. We'll call it that because it's fancier. And we will say that it's not us and it doesn't seem to be of Earth. And we have other things, you know, from wreckage and pieces of that that don't seem to be anything of ours being of this natural, uh, naturally of this planet. So, yeah, that, co- that, covers, I mean, that covers a lot of ground. That's a very that's wide umbrella. That's huge. So, yeah. Well, the he, fact it, that it's still. Yeah. Yes. In conversation and they're bringing it up and they're keeping it. It's, it is a good thing. Well, and, I think. We, and we have this, we have this group now that, that they're funding that is, they're saying that they're taking this seriously. And one of the things I thought was really quite interesting was they were asking them about specific cases that they couldn't, they couldn't comment on. I don't know if it was because they literally didn't know like they it was a legitimate sort of like no we we don't know what that what you're talking about um we haven't looked into that particular case and the guy was like well well how do you guys look into a particular case and he said well we wait to hear from someone high up the food chain to tell us that there's something to look into and the guy that was asking the question was like why why is that that doesn't make any sense well yeah. and the guy was saying well because there's too many leads to go on um, okay, that makes sense. That's fair enough. But at the same time, these 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 big sightings that are like of utmost imp- what I would say utmost important would be I would look at that from a military aspect, right? Just only because that gives you leverage to get in there and figure these things out. You know what I mean? If they're starting to try to fuck with our military, we need to know what we're up against, you know? So if that's the way in to get more information on these things, then great. Um, But like I said before, we got to treat all this with a grain of salt, realize that they're posturing and there's a reason why they're taking positions that they are, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But they, 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 they did say that they can't, they can't say whether or not they are manned aircraft. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, they're leaving that door like real fucking or the, the umbrella very uh, broad there, you know, could be drones, et cetera, which we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the more we talk about it and the more we um, discuss in off, off the show as well as on, it seems to me that it would probably have to be some kind of a, a drone um, and with an unmanned or at least some kind of yeah. robotic or something. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. It just it makes more sense because for a biological organism to travel any kind of distance in space, you know, you would have to reach speeds that are um, FTL, you know, speeds faster than light, right, which right. is, you know, kind of by definition impossible because, you know, nothing's supposed to be faster than the speed of light. But, you know, if you had some kind of a warping technology, right. wormhole situation, warm, yeah, something either you could create wormholes or you right. knew how to find them. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, yeah. Any other thing that we haven't thought of yet, because, yeah. you know, we're still so limited and small, but yeah, man, but still, it doesn't ma- it doesn't mean 
you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that if they are created by somebody else, that means somebody else made them. There's somebody right. else out there yeah. that's making them. Right. So. Right. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah. It, it doesn't explain everything. But, I, you know, again, like you said, the fact that we're talking about it still, it's a, that's a good thing. Because the more we talk about it, the, the more we get pressure on these folks. Yep. Listen, the only people that have the resources to do this is our government, like it or not. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'll take that over having no questions answered at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and again, we got to be, we got to scrutinize this stuff. Um, and I think that's been one of the biggest sort of like pushbacks against um, the whole thing when it comes to like, there's no solid proof. There's no solid evidence. What you're seeing is like, for the most part, bad video footage. Right. Um, I think that we hopefully can get to the point to where actually maybe the government has, I would imagine that they have like really good footage of this stuff. I can't see how we couldn't, we have so many satellites in the sky. We can zoom in on your freaking cell phone from up, you know, 120,000 feet in the air. You know what I mean? Right. Well, we know that the footage that has been released has been, um, doctored or something. Yeah. We know it's been with. degraded. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as clear as what it, what they have. Right. I agree. You know? Yeah, I agree. So yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's been degraded somehow, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, this is one of our favorite subjects. We're going to keep on it. We're going to keep reporting back what we learned. And of course, you know, we love hearing about people who having experienced seeing UFOs. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, People who have been abducted. Those are amazing stories. Yeah. Any kind of, you know, encounter, um, you know, if you got one of those type of stories, we want to hear it for sure. Absolutely. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors okay now all right this next this next story is from uh an article on complex.com from January 5, and written by Tracy, or Trace, probably Tracy Trace, or Trace William, Tra probably Trace, Trace William Cohen. Um, and the headline is, 
Reality star Stephanie Motto, who earned 200K selling farts in a jar, lands in hospital due to severe gas. I I heard this. I heard about this girl, but I did not hear about this story. All right. So this girl, her name is this woman. We should say again. We're, we apologize for our midwesternness, but this this young definitely lady, definitely not. I don't know if ladies pushing it, but hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not I'm not shaming anybody's hustle, man. So <laughs> Stephanie uh, is apparently well known uh, social media star and uh, fartist. Uh, or Farcher, she's a self-described Farcherpreneur. Oh man! Um, and what a way to make a living! Is a star of Ninety Day Fiance, uh, and, and you know who a self-described Farcherpreneur, uh, or 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 as I would say, fartist. <laughs> That's uh, fartist is more fitting. Yeah. Fartest to me is, you know, that's more the creative side, is it? Um, apparently, she went to the hospital after experiencing body pains that she worried was a, uh, she thought she was having a heart attack. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, this this woman, Mato, um, she, uh, she, she makes a lot of money farting into jars, and she what apparently cla- claimed what? that she farted that she made nearly 50 grand damn in jar sales in a single week wow what do they go for for a jar i don't know man i mean and how does she fuel i would guess you would have to get some beans going on steady steady diet have to beans and and uh broccoli yeah yeah cauliflower things find those things that would that are the most potent you know um, maybe drinking some some beer or something i don't know but uh, <laughs> oh wow but so, man yeah yeah so uh the quote from uh from motto is that <clears throat> it was just it was just nasty it was just a nasty toot <clears throat> let me start again i'll try to get my Get around that. Yep. Uh, it, quote from Motto It was just a nasty two days that I felt awful. <laughs> but thankfully, it was not a heart attack. <laughs> that must have been hell of a gas yeah, yeah, situation yeah, was, to, yeah, to equate it to a heart attack, man. Yes, it was, quote, <laughs> Just a very, very severe case of gas that made me feel like I was dying and having a heart attack. <laughs> that is, I don't know how, again, I don't know how she sounds. I've never watched 90 Day Fiance. That sounds close. Um, but I'm guessing that uh, it would probably be, people listening can tell me how close or far off I am. That sounds great to um, me. Yeah, so you know, wow. So after this experience, I guess yep. it's kind of a, uh, you know, t- tuning down the uh, the fart, and she's moving into, um, uh, like uh, NFTs. 
apparently. NFTs. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say that she's getting into like excrement and things like that. Which, no, no, which no. Which would have been the logical well, sort of like next step that. forward. Yeah. You say that, but you can't mail shit in a jar. Well, and you, you can't put that in. in you in, can't in, yeah. mail, right? You know, in, in quotations. Um, right, right, right. But dude, people, yeah, people will pay um, a ridiculous amount of money. I was saying this the other day. My wife was commenting just how just disgusting my feet are. And I said, you know what? Somewhere out there, there's a guy that would pay me for, for pictures of my feet. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate the power of an ugly foot on someone. You know? Yep. Yep. Look, the foot fetish people, man. Oh, dude, they love it, man. Whether you're, whether they're like they're ugly feet or they're pretty feet or whatever. Yeah. It's somebody's fetish, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, we here, um, at what's your weird story? We do not uh, frown or spit upon anybody's fetish. If that's your thing, it's your thing. You know, do you, consenting adults and everything after that is fine. Do you remember that Weston song, Feet? Fee, 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 I'm so interested in your feet. No. <laughs> I know you're interested in my feet. You never, oh my God, it's a classic, dude. It's all about foot fetish. What, uh, which album was that on? Rebellion, Teenage Rebellion. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, what album was Fart in a Jar on? Fart in a jar. I don't know which one was that no, one. No, yet to be released. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's a B side. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I. You know what? Hey, if you can make some money doing that, great, man. Dude, I'm you know? all about it. Go for it. it. Man. If I could sell my farts in a oh, jar, oh, you could. I guarantee you, know, you could, and, and get twenty k, oh, fifty k, whatever. Yeah. You know. What's $20,000 worth of farts smell like? $200,000, dude. $200,000. $200,000 worth of farts, dude. In a jars. It better and, It better uh, have some killing power. It, it better have some suffocation Well, you know, power. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. And uh, I think this is part of what, you know, it's not gnarly dude farts. It's pretty girl farts. Oh, so, dude! You know, now so you're they, now you're underestimating. I'm not saying I'm not saying that <laughs> ladies. Oh. I'm just saying the source is where is where the value comes from. Well, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. It's not, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, there might be people out there who would pay top dollar for uh, big burly dude farts. Oh yeah. Long, oh yeah. But. Those are cheap, and those are you know you could get those really cheap. You know, shout out, shout out to getting, King Ass Ripper. Right, right. Getting a, uh, he's great. Getting, a, getting King getting Ass a, Ripper, dude. Uh, uh, getting a pretty lady, you know, who is you know willing to uh, <laughs> jar. I mean, yeah. It's amazing. You know, that's gonna people are gonna dish out for that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And we're power to her for making money off of that. Sure. You know, sure. I don't think it I mean you know, she's doing it herself. So is it exploitive? She's exploiting herself yep. if that's what the case is. Hey man, girl, she's a grown up. I don't see a problem with it, man. Yeah, I'm with Go you. for it, girl. Do it. So, Do sell it. them farts. Shake, you know, shake, shake your money maker. 
Look, dude, you know those those farts are. Go- <laughs> they got to go somewhere. I, I, you know, yeah, you can't. You don't have. You don't have to just give them away for free, man. You can make money off of them. You know, those those farts will probably be more. Um, so sustaining the she, NFTs, she, she, you know, she, she's uh, she's saving the planet, you know. That's right. Those Keep farts are jar that um, shit, dude. They are better to be jarred and sold than and 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 better environmentally better. Reduce NFT. reduce so. your carbon footprint by that's right by jarring everything that comes out of your anus. Yep. Yep. That's so there you go. That's a fantastic story, man. All right. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, good. So yeah, if you want to follow her on Instagram, uh, it's uh, she is Stepankamato. So it's S T E P A N K A M A T T O, and uh, Stepanka for all your all your interests, uh, all your jarred interests. So <laughs> or you know. So yeah. Anyway, it's great. It's great. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Um, okay. I have. Uh, it's official. Astronomer, astronomers have discovered another Earth. This is from May twenty second of uh, this year, uh, twenty twenty two. NASA's Kepler Space Telescope discovered an Earth like planet circling a nearby star within the Goldilocks zone of the galaxy Kepler dash one eight six F is around 500 light years from Earth. In the Cygnus constellation, the habitable zone, also identified as the Goldilocks zone, is the area around a star within which planetary mass objects with enough atmospheric pressure can sustain liquid under uh, liquid water on the surface. While it has been projected that there are at least 40 billion Earth-sized planets circ- circ- circling the Milky Way galaxy, which is incredible. I mean, I can't even wrap my head around that. That's crazy. This specific finding is labeled the first Earth-sized planet to be discovered in the habitable zone of another star. Hmm. In addition to Kepler-186f, there are four other planets that circle a nearby star within the Kepler dash 186f system what what this means is that there are neighboring stars to this planet just like our our sun uh then the likelihood of a life on this planet to be exponentially increases that's really quite fascinating um i mean again we don't know nothing we don't know nothing we don't know yeah. shit we yeah. know <laughs> we know a very like finite existence here on earth i i mean i just this the, the the idea of there being forty billion like potential Earths the size of Earth or more or in the same category floating out there only in our galaxy alone mind boggling mind boggling yeah. yeah dude and, and you know we're forty a, billion man yeah and eventually humankind will get off of the planet somehow. Uh, whether we do it in our physical bodies or if we somehow download our consciousness into um, robot bodies. I think that's where it's going, honestly. You know, it, 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 it would seem the best way to go about it because our bodies, I mean, our physical bodies cannot last. Yeah, they wear out, man. The time yeah. that 
I mean, we can't move even moving at light speed. Um, again, you know, we'd have to find some way to move faster than light. Um, but even moving at light speed, which we can't get, but even doing so, it would take, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Hey man, speaking of light speed, um, have you watched the new Obi-Wan? Yeah. Yes. Dude. There's a so good number three's out. I haven't seen it yet, but, oh man, we started on that a couple of days ago, dude. Yeah, man, I was very excited. That um, was awesome. Yeah, and I don't really want to. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. But I mean, you got you and McGregor is how great is it to have him back? Oh, man, it's so good. and have him so like he's he's deep in it. You know, what I mean, oh, he's yeah. executive producing. He's yes, he's he's making sure that isn't it, that the way you do right. it? Isn't that the way you want to do it? Like if you yeah. want it done right, you get people that are. Like him, who he's mm-hmm. he's he's got enough weight and pull in Hollywood, you know, mm-hmm. in that in that circle to make things happen, you know, and uh, and he's invested in the character, and it's he's the right Obi Wan, absolutely, dude. Don't you I agree? Mean, for, aside from Alec McGinnis, yeah, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, aside sure. from the from the old yeah, Obi- yeah. original, but like yep. for somebody to play, and also I, the, those the first two episodes are so much better, yeah, than the entire prequel trilogy yes you know i mean just everything about it like even him just the natural behavior of him he's struggling he's struggling he's in a he's in a weird period in his life yeah 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 and um i mean gosh dude it's so good highly 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 recommend um you know, I, I like the direction that it's going so far. Yeah. Um, I like his uh, little co-star there. Um, yeah, yeah. Without saying too C- much. Cutie pie. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, go watch that. If you haven't watched it, it was the highest streamed uh, original thing ever, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like huge, huge hit, which is awesome because... Disney Plus, man, they're they're knocking it out with all of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. series. Mm-hmm. All of those have been phenomenal. Um, like the the Star Wars stuff, you know, Mandalorian, amazing. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't care for uh, the Book of Boba Fett, but I really liked it because I felt it was like basically a half season of yeah. Mandalorian. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mandalorian season three is coming up, you know, and we're going to get uh, a couple more um, uh, good, but potentially awesome, like, you know, Star Wars related series that are all going to link up yeah. at the end. So, oh, uh, my God. There's so many, so many areas you can take it to. Oh, yeah. 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 It's absolutely. It's, it's just like endless, you know. I mean, yeah. as a kid that grew up in the 70s and in the 80s, like, Remember, there was a time period before the new ones came out that it was like, it was like, God, I wish there was a way that you know, because there would always be rumors that, dude, there's more, there's more uh, ideas for new movies to come out, and you're mm-hmm. you just never believed it because it never caught sort of traction, you know, and then yeah, and then when one through three episodes came out, it was like, oh wow, okay, yeah, the, yeah. now we have the technology. To kind of keep up and not over, and we did. Uh, they did overdo some things in the first couple, but um, but as it's gone on, and and these series themselves, I'm like, God, it looks so good, 
You know, yes. they've, they've kept that same characteristic and it, it's, it's not just a TV show. You know what I mean? It's like it's same with, you know, with the, with the other things that they've done. It just looks great, man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry to hijack man. that, but, uh, with that, uh, but I, it's too good not to talk about, right? Absolutely, dude. I'm right there with you. We would have eventually, so it, now it's a perfectly good time. So, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, we're just talking about traveling to other planets that are like Earth. <laughs> That's why I thought about that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is cool. I mean, you know, the bottom line here is is that I think that if you are a logical person. Um, you probably think and believe that uh, we're not the only creatures that exist in this entire universe. You know, all the galaxies that exist, all the planetary forms in those mm-hmm. galaxies. It's like uh, my brain just can't even calculate and, and wrap itself around the immense vastness of of space, um, and yeah. and that's just of what we know of it. And there could be other universes outside of our universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like we're. Th- I mean, the further we go along, we're developing more of a general agreed idea that there are, you know, parallel universes, multiverses, right. and all these things, and it, which is all the stuff of science fiction growing up, but so much of the stuff of science fiction that we had growing up is proven to be seeds of actuality, you know, and then, you know, if you want to, you can, maybe you could argue that because we have all collectively thought these things that we are creating that universe. Um, and if we are, then wow. Kind of like, like manifestation or something like that. Yeah. But still, I mean, how do, how do we tap? So that, that begs the question, do we tap into that, that, that thought or do we make it by conscious consciously choosing you know what i mean like where mm-hmm. does reality stop and yeah. you know what i mean that 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 that's to me is the most interesting thing about these stories and and um maybe we'll get there at a point to where we can start sending our own drones to these places that can travel, you know, through these wormholes or whatever, however they get around. Um, I did see a story the other day about they weighed, somebody actually weighed a black hole. Do you see that? I said, well, dude, there's been a lot recently about black holes in the news. Yeah. Like there's somebody recorded the yeah. sound of it of oh the sound hole? the sound yeah that's, that's what it was the sound yeah the sound and it, they had to pitch it up like a ridiculous amount of octaves like five thousand octaves or something like that just to get it within and they're mimicking what they think it sounds like you know what i mean they're, yeah. they're not <clears throat> you can't really stick a microphone outside of a black hole and, and hit record and and get a take you know what i mean uh, so they, they measured the sound waves and they're trying to re recreate that with like frequencies, you know, so that you can hear it. And it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. It sounds sci-fi. Yes. Big time. Crazy stuff, man. Yeah. The, 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 the more, I mean, I really think this is true that like once we got onto the internet, life change, life for human beings totally changed. It was like going into the industrial age. Mm-hmm. It's like we were catapulted into another like way of existing. Yes. Well, what we're able to do is we're able to make our advancements in technology um, occur at a much 
quicker rate. Right. And every time it, we yes. we make we I mean we're just we're only accelerating into more into the future because there's so much of the things that we have technologically that are commonplace. Our smartphones, perfect example, since I'm right. looking at one right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean that's sci- that's science fiction tech from twenty years you know, yeah, twenty no years shit. ago or more. You know, no I mean kidding. when we twenty years ago we were first getting we had we could take pictures and we could text and now we got you know computers that are you know laptops and uh, it's just it's it's just it's wild man we yeah we're living in the future as long as we can keep our our place to where as long as we can keep living here on the planet and keep going as a, as a yeah. race a human race that's yeah that's, that's that's the key that's the key yeah. you know we we need to really get together, pull together. We need to become a world, a collective united world. Um, get rid of all of our tribalism and our, um, you group know, think. nationalism and group yeah. think and like become a, a start thinking bigger yeah. and start thinking, for, you know, collectively as a whole and, uh, you know, but uh, allowing people to be who they are and, and uh, all right. my other Star Trek dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Allowing that—that's the—that's the hard part. Is as we uh, strive to, you know, better ourselves as a race. It's like as much as we strive to move forward, we also have to keep, you know, a, a, a real good grasp on the past. Mm. You know, and and that's what I worry about. I think about how. You and I are in a we're in a generation of people that is pretty special in that we we lived without all this stuff before. And yeah. now we 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 crossed a threshold and we were adults when that happened. So a good portion, at least half of our life was analog. Yeah. Up until now, uh, half of our life was was roughly analog. And then, you know. Now that we're able to share information uh, and we can do it at light speed or, you know, quick, quickly, much more quickly than we ever could before, um, it raises some interesting uh, issues. Um, But ultimately, I think it's a great thing. I think information is a great thing. I think sharing stories, sharing, uh, you know, these... um, these things that we have in common in life, man, that is what is what gives us the ability to be human. And it's what's different than any other existence um, that we know of at this point in time. And it's yep. a beautiful thing. And that's why we do this podcast, so we can yep. do that kind of stuff. Yep. It's our way of keeping it real, keeping it person to person, keeping people in touch with other human beings and sharing our experiences with each other and laughing and being in awe and making connections and uh, keeping it going and keeping personal stories and experiences shared yeah uh, like we used to you know so we're right through the modernist the, mo- the this modern technologies contemporary technology that we have Trying to get back to sitting around the fire and just talking and right. sharing stories, Keep, keeping memories alive, you know. Yeah, yeah, living memories. Yeah, living man. memories, man. So, all right. Well, I've got one. I think uh, one last story here. I mean, cool. I, we've got tons of good ones, but I think we can wrap it up. This is my last one. This is the, the most recent. This is from um, uh, May thirtieth of this year, just a few days ago, as we record. 
Paris, France. A 36-year-old man was arrested in uh, the Louvre for pot- taking a cake and smearing it on the Mona Lisa. Uh, oh, wow. He, his guy, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but nope. he was, oh, this was, this is crazy. He disguised himself as an elderly woman in a wheelchair and then he, he got rolled close to the Mona Lisa and he jumped up and he hit it with a cake and he smeared it all over it. Wow. And he was like, you know, he, it, he said it was a protest and he, he was saying, uh, People to, urging people to think of the earth. That was his thing. What a so, jackass, yeah. man. Yeah, well, obviously, there's more going on there. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, they the uh, they took he they took him and they they put him put him under psychological evaluation. But fortunately, and I knew this beforehand, so I wasn't too worried. The Mona Lisa is covered with uh, the actual painting itself the most you know famous artwork in the world of all time the mona lisa you know if you say art people immediately probably it's one of the top things that people are going to think about of course mona lisa yeah that you know from 1503 by the master yeah leonardo da vinci yeah that painting is covered with bulletproof glass and uh, so you know because it, it's been attacked before, it's been stolen sure. yeah. several times. The Mona Lisa has its own very interesting history uh, of its own. But yeah, so the that's uh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. So and you can go and you can find uh, video that people in the the crowd took of this action, and it just bam happened like that. Wow. So yeah. So this dude jumps up, he smears cake on the glass. He thinks he's you know making a huge political statement. Uh, but he's just getting arrested, and everybody thinks he's a jerk for trying to, you know, defame, deface yeah. the most well-known uh, artwork, most famous artwork um, of all, the Mona Lisa. Uh, the one thing that you know we'll want to share oh, yeah. with other with other alien species, and saying this is one of our early pinnacles, um, you know, from our history. Um, and then they'll say, why is it? And everybody will have a difficult time really articulating it, but we all know it. <laughs> we all know what it yeah, is. Yeah. When you, it's when uh, it's, it's, it's the subject matter of countless, you know, documentaries and, and books and everything. So when you, when you choose destruction, uh, for a message, you, yeah. you, you automatically lock yourself out of the conversation because yes. you're destroying, uh, like you said, a, 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 an important piece of our history, of human yep. history, um, an achievement in time by uh, people that was uh, unsurpassed, still unsurpassed. The the amount of um, simple beauty that someone can capture in a piece of art like that. Um, it, it it really is one of those things that we have to cherish and we have to hold to a you know to a standard of you know you're not allowed to deface this thing you know yeah well it you really anytime anybody wants to destroy art um, because you know they disagree with it 
they don't like it, that they think the message is wrong. Anytime any you know, wants to burn uh, books or, you know, albums or anything like that, anytime that anybody's trying to get rid of someone else's expression of their their art, their creativity, you just you know, that's just bad news bears, man. Yeah. That's you don't want to be in the crowd that does that. Definitely, man. I agree. If you if you don't like something, you know how don't best, support it. Don't, don't support, support it. it. Don't buy it. Don't go near it. You know, leave it be. Don't bother with it. Don't, you know, have a a, a hate campaign on it. You know, don't troll it. Don't waste your own energy and time, you know, going after the people who do enjoy that stuff. You know, don't bash it. Just leave it be. Find something else that you enjoy. Right. And by God, yeah. get all into that. If you're not, and, if you're not, if you're not uh, creative enough to figure out a way without destroying something to bring uh, to bring attention to it, then maybe it's not worth bringing attention to. <laughs> you know, people have all kinds of crazy ideas in their head about what they think people give a shit about. You know, and just because you care about one thing, you know, doesn't mean that I need to care about it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. think, think you need to think before you go destroy things. And, um, you know, for the sake of your own benefit, that's really what this comes down to. It was a, it was a, a very, uh, very self-indulgent way of, uh, mm-hmm. of doing something. And it's sad, but glad that they got him, uh, in a psych ward or wherever they got yeah, the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's being evaluated and more importantly, most importantly, he did not actually do any kind of damage. Great. He just became created a scene. Awesome. So good, good. Well, that's great, man. I mean, that look. This was a, a fun time, a great episode. Uh, yeah. I can't believe two hundred is like come and gone. Yeah, dude. Wild. Wild. <laughs> Damn. Wild stuff, man. Yeah, I can't believe it. it. We've been doing this for 200 episodes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you count, it's more 200 official episodes. Uh, if you count Some a couple of in there, yeah. B-sides and specials and other stuff like that, you know, we're over a little bit, but still. It's crazy. You know, 200 weeks in a row. That's a lot of hours. <sighs> and um, we hope that everybody out there, we hope you enjoyed this break from our uh, regular schedule and getting caught up on some of the weird and unusual stories, news stories from this year. We'll be back to the regular story sharing and telling version of the podcast next week with Rebel Rabbit, uh, who has actually very been um, name dropped here on the podcast before. And uh, is a friend of uh, a baked pizza and yeah. uh, and, and, and Scarlet and uh, Emotron and Jeremy and Birdshot and all the, the crew uh, associated with the Cutthroat uh, Sideshow Freaks and Clowns and all of this. And uh, so, yeah, be ready for some more fun times Absolutely. and weirdness. And back to the grind, as it were, of or back to our regular scheduling type of shows. But as always, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts, your feedback. We want to hear your suggestions. If you got some ideas, stuff you'd like to hear us talk about, 
we can do that. Email us, wywspod at gmail.com. Contact us through the various social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Get a hold of us. Share your own stories. If you haven't been on yet, we always are looking for people to share stories. So get up off that thing and do it to it uh, or bug your friends or your family members, anybody, you know, and uh, tell all your friends and family members about the show so that we can have even a more wide variety of stories and storytellers and friends here in this awesome community, Weirdsville, that is you, our friends and listeners and supporters. And we love you guys. And we couldn't have done it so long without your support, without your stories, your, your help, your being there for us, being the awesome community that you are. And we love you and just, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Here's the 200 more. Absolutely. Uh, contractually now obligated. So <laughs> <laughs> until next time, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.